Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Explorers to the Cinematic Explorers Club podcast. My name is Patrick Bellix. <laughs> it's me, your good friend, Joey G. <laughs> I've had many cigarettes to prep for this morning's podcast. <laughs> Joe, we're into it. We're 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 having a we're having a good day. You know why? You tell me. Well, we're going to London. And by we I mean me. Hello, you go to London, man. Oh yeah, dude. I, I'm I'm going to London because as much as I wanted to see the land of your people, um, I uh, was planning on going to Italy, but uh, it, I checked the flights uh, yesterday, and uh, they were two thousand dollars per person. Uh, I tell you, those damn Italians overcharge you for everything. Wait, <laughs> you're gonna go there? You're gonna get a little bit of penne, you know? You're gonna get a little bit of ragu, some rana, all things you can get at your local grocery mart. Go to London. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, and so we're gonna go out there see a few friends and eat some eat some uh, good food because yes there is good food in London as I've been told. Oh yeah, this is gonna be your first time. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh, how exciting! Yeah, no, plenty of plenty of things for you guys to do out there. Also, the language barrier is easier to get over because they speak. Let me just check my notes here. English. Mm-hmm. Good. That's a thing. Very good. That's, That's a thing. thing. Yeah. So I'm mm. looking forward to becoming a more cultured uh, man, a more cultured yeah. artist of broadening the mind. If, you, if you need me to go, if you need me to go there with you too, I speak English. I could translate for you. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but I speak like British English, so you'd be like, "Excuse me, how do I get to a big bed?" And I'll be like, "I made chapio. I need two down to the four follow." What I also find funny is that Joe Galizia, if I asked him to be my translator in Italy, it would be a, a folly. It would be a farce <laughs> at that point. It would be a farce, but I could, but I could help you. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's more, it's more about sign language than it is about uh, the actual sounds coming out of your mouth. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who haven't met Joe, Joe talks with his hands very frequently. Um, I think that... I think our I think our listeners hear me talking with my hands every, <laughs> every time I open my mouth. Um, so I want to ask you about a little movie that came out recently. I know we talk a lot a lot of mainstream stuff here, but uh, um, but I think that this uh, uh, bears conversation. But have you have you seen Quantum Mania yet? I have not seen Quantum Mania yet. Okay. No. I, 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 here's the thing. We can, I'd like if you have, I'd love to talk about it spo- with a spoiler free audition because I don't plan on seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I've already seen so many things about it on the internet. It mm-hmm. seems to be like the movie, like the one Marvel movie that they're like, just fuck it. Like, we, we if spoilers get out, we don't care. Like, it's done. Uh, I've also read so many hor- horrific things to these poor special effects people like mm-hmm. the entire like like 90 percent of the quantum mania special effects team got rerouted towards wakanda forever mm-hmm. um because like they were in desperate need of making sure that that was uh that was getting completed in time so have you seen it i have seen it 
Okay, um, why, why don't you give me your, your review and your thoughts, and then uh, we will go from there. Well, here's the thing, Joe. I am in a place where I I didn't think I was going to be here in the year of our Lord 2023. I uh, I, I was on the, the bandwagon of, um, you know, I think that Marvel is, you know, waning a bit. You know, not definitely not definitely not trashed uh, you know television and, and film um uh but you know i i had i feel correctly kind of anticipated that after uh end game things would kind of start to taper off um slowly but surely um but you know what i'm i, I gotta be honest this is why the people uh, come to us on the cinematic explorers club joe we have to be honest and I'm going to be the guy holding the torch for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, oh, look at you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, I think that this that, is a pretty good movie. <laughs> you're going to die You're gonna die on this anthill, is what you're saying? I I, I, I am, and I appreciate you getting there before me. Um, <laughs> um, that, uh, uh, the, um, so here's the thing, Joe. Like, last year we had the Eternals come out. And that was, you know, the first uh, MCU movie that had gotten a rotten score on the tomato meter on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes for uh, for quite a while. You know, since like we're talking like the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s was like the mm-hmm. last time we we got that. What, what about uh, Eternals? Well, that, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, Eternals ended up getting like something like. 47 percent you know or maybe even lower and quantum mania is not that much higher above this and right. here's the thing i totally was in the theater watching eternals with like my 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 fingers pressed to my forehead you know trying to keep uh keep my my my, my headache away as i mm-hmm. you know sighed um uh frustratingly at the at the screen because i right. got it. i got the criticisms around that right um when it comes to this movie I think for the most part, it it's very successful in in what it's trying to do, you know. Sure. Um, and and, and, and it's not without flaws, you know. I don't think it's a perfect film or even great, um, uh, but it's you know up there with a lot of uh good MCU fare, you know. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, it's structurally it it makes it makes a lot of sense, and and you know what, I'll even go this far. I think Quantumania is better than Ant-Man and the Wasp, the second film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I'll tell I'll tell you why. Structurally, uh it it's more of a story with things like character arcs <laughs> and you know, um uh people changing and uh, you know, uh um uh the forward momentum of the plot and not only in terms of the film itself but also the overall MCU. Right. Um, and so, whereas like Ant Man and the Wasp is very fun, it's like it, it, but it's it's it exists to set up interesting situations and then like resolve them kind of immediately. And sure. so, like it's perfectly fine. But uh, I remember talking to a few people after we watched the movie, and they're like, "I don't even remember what happened in that movie uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp." And I was like, "Exactly, <laughs> exactly, know? yeah, yeah." I just remember. I remember some. I just remember our uh, good friend Walter Goggins being there, and I was like, "Cool." And then that's about it. And then the next thing I know, I'm looking at the credits and waiting for the end scene. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the thing that people remember the most is the uh, after credit scene. 
Sure. Um, so the thing is, I think that one of the big things about this movie is that there's like a, a tonal shift from the previous two. That definitely there were they were lighter films. This the material around this is more serious, and I think we're again kind of getting into something that you know I've talked about before when it comes to some of these um, movies, which is this idea of expectations from the audience. Right. Okay. Um, and you and I have um, kind of gotten uh, talked about this before, but there's a video essayist that I really like named Patrick Willems, and not just because he has a great name. But he has talked about this weird trend in, you know, not film criticism, but like reactions from the audience towards film, which is this idea that if you go into a movie and you expect it to be one thing and turn out a certain way, and then you watch the movie and it doesn't turn out the way you expected it to, that that's a bad thing. For yeah. some reason. Yeah, <laughs> of know? course. Yeah, yeah. I think because a lot of people, whether they like to consider themselves artists or just ahead of the curve, they think this is how it should be done because if this is not how it's done, it's not going to live up in full service to the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens in wrestling all the time. People will pre-book in their mind, this is exactly how this person should be booked and this is how this storyline should go. And then when it doesn't go that way... There you go. Well, this is a trash storyline, even though it's not. I've been a victim of this circumstance, although sometimes I will. I would like to think that uh, the booking that I would have come up with is better than the trash that I that they do give. Mm. The other difficult thing that I've that I've realized that I've come to understand specifically with the MCU movies is that there's a lot of people that they're trying to service. Like it's not just um, massive comic book fans. It's also, uh, you know, it's also kids. It's also, um, uh, yeah, it's comic book fans. It's also kids. It's also people that, you know, the, your casuals. It's th- There's just a large scope of people that they are trying to reach with these movies, um, which is why I think sometimes they're probably as disjointed as maybe this, as a quantum manium could be. And I'm only saying disjointed as in like, they're trying to put a lot for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sometimes that I think that, uh, you know, some of the higher end Marvel films, you know, seem like a little bit more laser focused, uh, you know, looking at your black Panthers, your infinity wars, your captain America's too. Mm-hmm. You know, I still, I still hold that winter soldier is so good because I don't think it's trying to cater to anybody. I think it's like, Hey, this is a really good kind of like, Cold War espionage kind of um, uh, like thriller type film rather than, you know, and it's because it's so specific specific to a genre, it excels higher than the ones where they're like, we're going to just, you know, give people everything they want. You know, here's all your fast paced action. Here's your deep telling story. So, you know, it, 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 it's I never say these criticisms and I talk about this, you know, um, lull in the Marvel franchise. You know, I never say it without without the understanding that I it's a very difficult task that they that they have, Mm -hmm. you know, like it really is. I'm not saying that it's easy to just go out there and make a great film in a, you know, anthology of films that are needed to help build up other movies. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's my question to you. You said you liked the movie. You said it was good. Is this movie like does it do anything other than set up future bigger things like does it have a does it have an identity on its own or is it purely there because from what i have read and i could be wrong is that like everyone says that the movie is whatever it's throwawayable 
and that it's setting up Kang, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this, uh, you know, to, to become this big bad for the future, um, you know, for the future super movies. Like, what do you, what do you think on that? Like, is, is it does, does the movie have an identity of its own? Yeah, um, I I feel it does. I mean, I, I do agree that there is more legwork around setting up Kang in in one feature film than um, another film would have for Thanos. You know, we didn't really get a setup per se for Thanos until Infinity War. You know, um, we just we, like, he was there. But like we didn't get like a, a full on like, hey, this is who this guy is. You right. Know? I mean, other than, uh, you know, like his ca- like his cameo and in, in Guardians and, mm-hmm. and like the postcard stuff. But yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yes. OK, yes. So um, so I, I will admit that. But again, like that's not necessarily a bad thing that we spend some time and his character kind of lends itself with again, without spoilers, um, uh, his character kind of lends himself to that, you know, right. Um, uh in terms of the um uh in terms of the uh, identity itself for the uh of the film i do think it does have an identity it's just different from previous entries in the ant-man franchise i mean i've heard a few people talk about how oh they all used to be heist movies and that they used to be um used to be fun quirky comedies and there is still quirky comedy in there and and, but instead the the identity is more surreal in this case um and plus paul i I feel like paul rudd just alone on his own is just a a walking quirky comedy like yeah yeah, truly i mean even even the stuff around um i mean i I, i'm sure you're aware that modok is in the movie Um, right so like even the stuff around modok is quirky comedy but it is but but again, there's that surreal factor for it. Um, I think what people are being thrown by is kind of the total change of the overall film, which, you know, I would say is not much different than the total change from Thor Dark World, you know, to Ragnarok. You know, it's it's that abrupt, you know, I wouldn't say it's similar per se, but it's right. um, about as much uh, of a change. Um and you know, in in terms of the uh, 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 identity itself, I, I think it still does maintain um, Paul Rudd and Scott Lang as a character. Um, uh, so I, I think that it does have its own. Um... Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, its own standalone story um, as well, which is well part of why I like it so much is that there is some way that scott lang he has a lesson that he learns by the end well of that's film, good well that's good to like the previous film um which we don't which no one remembers what happens anyway yeah mm-hmm. yeah nor could i mm-hmm. i don't even remember i i don't know yeah i i, I couldn't morpheus i can't was I, in it i can't tell morpheus is in the second one yeah i saw that movie in the theater couldn't tell you <laughs> i have no i have no idea i have no mm-hmm. idea what happened 
Um, so that's that's Quantumania. I think that if you like the Ant-Man movies, go ahead and check it out. If you like MCU, go in there with a clear mind. Um, again, not not the best film in the MCU. You know, there's still some stuff, especially in the first, like, let's say 10, 20 minutes when they have that problem that we've talked about where, um, you know, it feels like the movie is made by committee, you know, yeah. and they're just uh-huh. trying to get to Quantum Realm as soon as possible. Right, but, um, right. Uh, but overall, you know, I enjoyed myself. I laughed out loud. Well, there you go. You I know? mean, listen, as long as you had fun, because mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone, I don't, I hope no one was going into Quantum Mania hoping to have like their world rocked, because even though the trailer was, uh, you know, was real, was real good in, in introducing Kang, like this just definitely felt like, okay, we're, we're, you know, we're giving you an Ant-Man movie. Like you're gonna get you get your laughs out now because we're gonna start turning it up, and Kang's gonna start murdering motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's how's Bill how's Bill Murray? Well utilized. Uh yeah yeah um I'm I'm trying to th- uh, figure out how to talk about him without spoiling um uh I mean this isn't really like a, a spoiler but um it is a um uh very very mild so like Bill Murray shows up. And is the most Bill Murray character for one scene in the movie, and right, he, he's right. great. He's well, you know, he's well utilized. Um, you know, I think that uh, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people would love if he had been around longer. But I don't think that the the film would would dictate that. <laughs> you know, right. um, um, so you know, for for what we got, good. Right. All right. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I mean, you know, there lots of things going on in uh the 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 personal journey of, of your co-host, but in terms of my cinematic adventure, um, I finally got to watch a movie that I had been really, really anticipating, um, and talk about a complete contrast to Quantum Mania. But uh, one of the best, uh, one of the Oscar nominees for best foreign language movies is a little movie called EO, um, that they just put on the Criterion Channel, um. And it's about a donkey, a donkey named EO. And it's basically the viewer, the long story short, without uh, over deeply dissecting what this movie is about, is you follow this journey, this crazy journey, and look through the eyes of this donkey. Um, He's a circus donkey, and, like, he goes through uh, these incredible, you know, he, like, goes on this incredible adventure, um, living his life meeting one section of people to another he ends up in protests he ends up in this love triangle it's 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 really one of those movies where you're just like ah you you bathe in the artistry of just this beautiful animal living and not understanding 80 percent of the things that it is experiencing but you being a lost you oh it's forrest gump with a donkey it's Forrest Gump with a donkey, and I tell you what, it is riveting. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, it's just so well made, uh, so beautiful, so beautiful to look at. You know, it pulls on all the heartstrings, all the things that you know you love out of a good foreign language film or out of a good film. But it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a foreign language film, so prepare to do a little bit of reading. But yeah, I mean, like what and you know this is also a 2022 movie but what a year for donkeys i mean between eo and between uh the beautiful donkey that's in uh banshees i mean let let's do buddy cop with these two donkeys because that would sell you know 
but put they don't even have to you don't have to have a good story you just put a fucking police captain hat on top of these donkeys it, look at that how this how this donkey get a police captain hat on it that's funny that'll that'll that there's your box office draw right there. that's why they should put us in charge you know because we, we're, we're selling movies on donkeys everyone's trying they to know the they, they're 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 afraid they're afraid of these ideas because they know they will work we and suddenly get... and suddenly all these big studio execs are like i guess my job's not that hard and then boom I mean, so, we, gotta, we just gotta go to Disney. Like, you don't understand. Like, Quantum Realm—that's money. That's money, <laughs> baby. Yeah, but this was I got also one the donkey that's gonna carry us through three movies. Exactly, and don't worry—he's already on a very, very easy contract. It's just some feed that we have to give him. It's you know definitely not in the millions that that asshole Robert Downey Jr. is asking for. Um, but uh, you know, and it's great. And this is—and I watched it. Like I said, they put it on the uh, Criterion streaming service, and it's the first time I've ever watched something on the Criterion streaming service. Cause like, you know, I'm a fan of, I still, I'm still a collector. I still buy hard copies of mm-hmm. Blu-rays and DVDs. And I love over the last few years, I've loved getting the Criterion collection um, copies because like, you know, they come with like a fun booklet. There's good, there's different art of some of the movies that they do. Uh, and now they have the streaming service. And I swore, I was like, this is one streaming service that I'm just not going to subscribe to mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, very select films. Anyway, I'd rather just go buy the DVD and own the hard copy. Um, but it was cool. And you know what? Good for, for good for criterion just for having that option to be like, Hey, if you don't want to, you know, dish out the additional money that these things cost, you know, we will create a service where you could select, you could view and watch all of the movies that we've ever dubbed uh, as part of the Criterion Collection. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, you know, there's nothing absolutely uh, spectacular about like the streaming service, very ordinary. Uh, it's like the, you know, I also watched a movie last year on Mubi, which I also thought was weird. Um, it's yeah, it's a, it's just, it's just strange that there's gonna, you know, out of all the, the streaming services and places that we can go to watch movies, there's probably a thousand more that we just have not heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you know what? Good for those guys. Mm-hmm. Good for those guys. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if you get a chance to EO, uh, you can watch it right now on the Criterion channel, just a absolute jaw dropper, unexpected, beautiful little film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, a uh, it's certainly very melancholic, so don't go in expecting to feel quantum mania, but you know, that's what, so that's what I've been watching. That's yeah, what but I've the, been the, the, But quantum realm, that's money. That's a money. That's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> um, I'm saying. These are the, 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 East EO folks, they're the smart ones. Um, oh, I mean, that's the thing too, is that there's, I know I always bring this up at some point, but like the only reason I stay on Twitter these days is because film Twitter is just such a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like sometimes like, you know, filled with crazy fuckers, like especially the people that you were talking about. Um, like, you know, obviously there's a whole MCU discourse that happens in uh film Twitter all the time, just like film Reddit and anywhere else. And I think like me, like you, a lot of the sane people that aren't gonna let it like emotionally affect their lives too much are like, we're having a good time, you mm-hmm. know. Like there's a, there's gems in there. There's movies that I think will be remembered forever. You know, your Infinity Infinity War to me is still like top dog mm-hmm. because I just I just think it uh, not only balanced so many multiple characters so well um, and delivered a villain that was like really ruthless. 
but also like le left such an odd sensation to viewers after the movie ended. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean everyone is dead? Spoilers. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, so like there's that. Uh, but then, of course, you're going to have your people that are literally out there just to create controversy and that's where i've seen a lot of my ant-man stuff is like people are like how can we take kang seriously when he can't even deal with ant-man you know like stupid things like that that it's so anyway you know you don't listen to those people you block them you mute, mute them you, out of the conversation there is a large 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 fan following of of like it's like purely 100 percent positive eo discourse on twitter <laughs> You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there was a funny thing going on of like, what should Ryan Johnson do for his next Knives Out movie? Yeah, there's a good amount of people that are like Benoit Blanc and EO mm -hmm. solving crimes <laughs> with mm -hmm. the Muppets. Like, yes, this is the cinema that we need. Well, staying on our path of Oscar winners or Oscar nominees and also money. <laughs> uh, uh, I A couple weeks ago, I did take the time to go see Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, I so I well, you know what? I've also seen it, and so we do not, and uh, we have not gotten a chance to talk about it. No, we haven't. Um, you start, you start, because I, I had, a, I had a big thought. Uh, the way of water. There is no beginning. There is no end. It's a famous quote from Avatar: "The way of water." And it's also a perfect representation of what this movie is. It has <laughs> no beginning and it has no end. Long story short, I had a good time. I feel the same way I felt after I saw the first Avatar because I saw it in 3D and was like, wow, that's pretty. This is really cool. James Cameron's a genius. I don't really care <laughs> is, is what it boils down to. Like, I have a really good time. Like, and mm -hmm. I've rewatched the first Avatar a bunch. I'm sure I'll rewatch this one a bunch. I'm sure I'll rewatch the third one, which will be fire a bunch. The only big thing I could take away is that this guy, James Cameron, has got a serious problem and needs therapy for his obsession with water. Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally get Titanic part two at the, in the latter half of avatar part two, mm -hmm. because they're in a ship with things imploding and water and they're going to drown. And I'm like, I get it, man. You're, mm -hmm. you're fascinated with this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry that no one liked the abyss back in the day, but you need to let that go. Okay. Because like this water fascination starting to get creepy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, bro. Like I'm a little, I'm a little creeped out. That's, those are my thoughts. I, I <laughs> um yeah i'm mostly there with you i um i think i i what i was pleasantly surprised about was that i was expecting it to be a kind of one for one uh rehashing of uh of the first film like mm -hmm. I, I like in terms of like the trailer and then even like the first 20 minutes i was like okay so like they're bringing the bad guy back to life from the previous movie so we're setting that up again yeah <laughs> you know um, right and like uh, and it seems like you know from the trailer that they're going to establish that they're going to go see these water people and they're going to be like you're outsiders which is what happened to him in the first film so i'm like okay is that what we're doing here are we just are we just resetting circumstances slightly adjusted so that we're just doing the same film over again and i right. don't feel that's quite what they did here like right that, and, and and i think that's what i what where i was at was that I, I i came home and my wife asked me how it was and i was like you know as much shit as i talk about avatar wasn't bad you no know? it wasn't like, bad no it wasn't know? bad like I, I i again i have to be honest like it wasn't you know i i, I appreciated that it wasn't fern gelly again it wasn't dances with wolves again you know um it was um you know it 
it did have uh, a lot of similar elements, but also additional elements that I felt did not uh, were not present in the trailer itself. Uh, you know, everything. With, uh, there's a lot of time spent with Jake Sully's kids um, that uh, I felt was oh did well, and really that uh, storyline around uh, the whales and uh, the relationship um, uh, that the people have with the whales. And the, you know, kind of advocacy, uh, they're not whales, but, you know, they're whales for all intents and purposes. They're the sci-fi version of them. And that story, like, really hit me hard. Um, and so I, halfway through the movie, got, like, super invested uh, uh, in the whales and these people. And that really um, uh, helped bring it home for me. Um, but the uh, uh, the one thing I did like that did throw me that I was like, I'm surprised less people are talking about this is this aspect of the variable frame rates. Did you, mm -hmm. did you notice this in, in your, theater? you know what I didn't, uh, I don't know if it's because I saw it in 3d, but like, uh, I, it's just th those types of things. I don't really, uh, like a, it doesn't do anything for me and B I don't, I didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. I the the only time I remember that you and I saw a movie and with a, the frame rate um was the first hobbit mm -hmm. or like the you know the the new hobbit after the lord of the rings trilogy mm -hmm. and I remember it really make, making me feel disconnected because mm -hmm. the frame rate worked in such a way and because it was like a mixture of cg and live action mm -hmm. like it looked like a bbc documentary like mixed in with like bad special effects mm -hmm. because most of this movie is like mocap you know with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Which it is, right? I'm not wrong. Most of it's a mocap. Mm hmm. Um, I, uh, I, I'd say, yeah, well, something around 80 to 90% of it. 80 to 90% is mocap. I mean, like the high, so that frame rate, like if, if anything, obviously only makes the visuals there look better because, you know, it's, uh, I think mocap is clearly superior to, to like the CG that was used in Hobbit. Um, so I, I, I didn't really, uh, I, yeah, I didn't really have a, a complaint or even like a, a notice of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So all my this all is my the hate I should have had it for Quantum Mania. That's it. it. You yeah. know that torch that you're holding for Quantum Mania. Well, now I'm using it to burn the castle of Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so basically, for our loyal listeners, this idea of um, uh, when you have a, a film like Avatar, uh, you know, there are people like the Peter Jacksons and the James Camerons who really love the idea of a higher frame rate, which is closer to what uh, uh most um 
<laughs> excuse me um so uh typically most films are shot and projected at uh, 24 frames per second although it's not actually 24 frames per second it's actually 23.976 but let's not get into that right we originally did 24 frames per second because um it was a bit arbitrary it's what at the time with the technology that we had it was the best and easiest to sync with sound that's why right. that ended up getting standardized as that but uh technically um the aspect of uh frame rate in comparison to how we actually perceive the world we perceive the world closer to 60 frames per second right um, which is why your sports are done in 60 frames per second you know, on television, a lot of video games are 60 frames per second or even higher. Um, but uh, when it comes to film, it's always felt to be kind of uncinematic whenever mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. comes up. So James Cameron was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. Right. Um, and and there's something to be said about it, providing more clarity, you know, um, especially in these like uh, immersive environments. I kind of understand where James Cameron is coming from, specifically with Avatar, wanting to immerse you in this world. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there's a an odd thing that they did. I feel that it's odd um, with Avatar Way of Water, which is that they had variable frame rates. And that's because sometimes when you get closer to the action, if you do like close-ups or insert shots, oftentimes people are things are moving so quickly that you kind of get jumbled and you can't understand what is actually going on um, right so uh so what he was doing for a lot of it is that you know with your your wider shots of banshees you know dive bombing onto some sort of military operation uh he would have those projected at 60 frames per second but then going for a close-up with somebody writing a banshee it would be it would dial back to 24 frames per second um and i get again why they're doing it i think that it was difficult for me where i would kind of get used to you know when, you, when you're watching a 60 frame per second movie like eventually you kind of just get used to it and right kind of like my my opinion about 3d you kind of just get used to it after a while and right um, mm. and fee and and don't think about it as much this had me thinking about it constantly, <laughs> you know, because uh, right, which is what, what, right, and which is not something you want because it's going to take you out because it's going to you, the viewer, it's going to just remind you that these things keep shifting and that's going to just completely disconnect you from the story of what you're watching. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, uh, so you know, overall, uh, the way of water, uh, su surprisingly positive on my part, you know, but um, still not, uh, still not uh best picture um realm for me uh that's that's that that seemed a little odd to me i mean because the first one i can make the argument that it deserved to be up there because of how innovative innovative but also like a clear begin there's a clear beginning middle and end you know what i mean like and this one, it's, you know, I, you know, I know that they are setting up for multiple movies because that had been announced, mm -hmm. but this movie also kind of serves as that. And like, it, it to me kind of just, it, it felt like it cut off early. Like it felt like it, not cut off early in the sense that the movie already didn't have a good, a good length, but like, it just seemed like they have this fight, they escape this ship. 
oh, we have to go to war. And now, you know, and like we're, we're leaving. A, it just felt like it left at a weird point. You know, mm-hmm. the the, cl- the cliffhanger moment didn't really feel like a cliffhanger mm-hmm. um, or the middle ground point to where there was a clear ending to this portion of it. You know, maybe I'm wrong. That's just how I felt in the moment that like I just I felt I felt like, oh, man, like I was ready for the movie to be over. But it also just felt like there there wasn't like a big resolve to the story. Um, and that's fine. I know they left a lot open ended that will probably get resolved in the third one. Uh, but it just yeah, there was some kind of like disconnect for me just on the in the actual ending portion of it. Uh, we get that close up, you know, on Sam Worthington's eyes thing. And I was like, I don't feel like we didn't earn that. I feel like that's just the thing that we do to signify that we're ending an Avatar movie now, because mm-hmm. that's how we ended the first Avatar movie. Uh, that's the thing that we do. Th- that's the thing that we do. Uh, here, here was the other thing that I was struggling with. Uh, you, you're on your Google right now. I need you to type in your Google search bar, uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Okay. This is a Boy, Jack. Jack. P-E-R-R-Y. This is a, a wrestler that wrestles for AEW. And this this is this is the bad guy's son. Okay. Wait, okay, this wait, is wait, the wait, guy. Are we saying literally or are we are you no, saying no, 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 no. That's not actually him, but look at them. They're the but, same, yeah, they are but, one but of the same. It was enough to make me think for a second. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you see that. So you see who the character I'm referring to and who are okay. So uh-huh. now now that guy, his theme song. Mm-hmm. Right in in the AEW, he's a great, he's a wonderful wrestler. That's actually the son of Luke Perry, uh, R.I.P. Oh. Um, and he's a fantastic wrestler that wrestles for AEW. His theme song is uh, <laughs> uh, so here. Let me just get the name of it really quick because you know the song. Um, okay, his theme song is a little song called Tarzan Boy. Okay, and if you've never heard that song, it goes like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I believe it's played in one of the Ace Ventura movies. Mm-hmm. Now, every time this man is on screen, this is all I hear in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing because I love the song. And like when he comes out to it on all the AEW shows, you have like a, an arena filled with people singing it because, you know, it's the catchiest damn one of the catchiest damn jingles of all time but like it was impossible even you know my wife who saw a way of water begrudgingly with me mm-hmm. um uh who you know who watches uh you know when i cover these shows for work she watches them through me and like is it a deep event saw that and goes hey it's jungle boy and then her and i like every time we look at each other and whisper whoa <laughs> like it was impossible to get this out of my head and that is a character arc that, listen, James Cameron's a master. He will not care what I think. That character arc is dumb. I, I, okay? you know, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm hate, glad you I this. hate this guy. <laughs> I hate him. These are my people. He's killing them. I'm going to help him. Huh? And then I'm going to save him. What? And then I'm going to go back to the people I really care about. Why? Yeah. I don't understand. Like that, I, I I will say that I'm glad I'm glad you you brought that up because I forgot that 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 is the element of this movie that works the least for me is like oh it's not only that but like the fact that oh he grew up with them so like he could move as fast and as strong as they are no he's not <laughs> yeah yeah no okay the Navi aren't these these beings because they are. You know, they're all eating fruits and, you know, doing Peloton every day. Okay. (laughs) They are these enhanced beings. Mm -hmm. They just are. The weakest one is probably still stronger than the strongest human. That's why in the first one, they needed mechs to fight them. Mm -hmm. So I don't, yeah, no, that, that was a, and like, listen, the guy that played the part was fine. I'm not 
you know, discrediting him. The the mm-hmm. actor did everything he possibly could with a character that just d- does not make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- nor do I want to comprehend it, nor do I care about how he resolves it. He better be the one that kills his dad in the third one. Okay. That mm-hmm. would like make me be like, okay, okay. All this sucks, but forgivable. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll say, I'll, I'll throw my hands up in the air and say, okay, you stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't understand any. And first off, not only that, they, I'm not was not a fan of them just reviving the soldier in the first place. What's his name? The main baddie. Didn't yeah. know that. Didn't know that that was going to be a thing. I thought he came back as like you know flashbacks, and they brought him back, and I was like, well, that sucks. Uh, you know, give us me, give me a new baddie. Just give me a new bad guy. It's not hard. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean well, what and, could it have been Edie Falco? What could it have been Edie Falco? Edie yeah. Falco was great. Yeah. Then, then he chokes him. I'm like, okay, good. We killed him again. Nope. Still alive. Uh, it, it, this is not like a a Voldemort situation where we need to keep killing this guy over and over again because he's this ultimate being. Like this guy is a pain in the ass. Are you know like probably right wing extremist army general that just keeps lucking out. Like I I don't know I don't know. It doesn't. Uh, it's a. It's not. Uh, it's not filling that. It's not filling that villain void for me. That was the thing that I also felt like kind of weighed this experience down for me. It's like, we just saw this guy. We just, this is what we, this is where I felt like it was a rehashing of the first one. Cause even though he's like, Oh, I got these new memories, but I'm also did not the, I, I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't really understand what it adds to the film other than the rehash, obviously, but, right. the, but, but, you know, it, it you know, there's there's a conversation because the the one thing I keep on thinking about is that like, are we setting up something for that uh, you know the third film? Um, but you know, one thing that uh, again, uh, Patrick Willems, my, one of my um, your uh, boys, favorite, my, yeah. one of my boys, um, great name too. One thing that he's uh, talking uh, talked about is this idea of why it's so hard to end a trilogy, and one thing that he uh, he he mentions uh, you know throughout this essay is that you know really how these things kind of come about is that the filmmakers are focused on making one movie and then they get asked to make a trilogy and so right. then we end up in a situation like the matrix where like we make two movies at once you know right. and then right. it feels like it's more like two and a half movies it's more like two movies that are really long that are cut in half you know yeah um yeah. and uh and so like when it comes to when it comes to this why couldn't it have been Edie Falco in this film? And then there's another military person, or maybe we just, well, I mean, we don't even need the military for the third film, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it, yeah, it did not feel as though like at best, what I I'm, I'm trying to kind of retroactively think about what it is that Cameron was thinking. And he, you know, again, as you said, he's a genius. So who could figure that out? But right. the, uh, um, but I imagine that maybe there was they were trying to find some sort of connection between the revi the the, the military and the um, Navi in this film, and so having them revive that character and have his son at um, with the Navi brings that together emotionally, and I get that. It's just that it 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 it, it, did, it doesn't quite work for me. And so it doesn't the, quite. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there yeah. Are I don't. I don't. Ways we could have done that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent agree. And I think, you know, someone who is as smart at telling a story as James Cameron would could see that he didn't really need to rely 
on a, tr I mean, I guess you can call it a trope, but also just like an easy way out, you know, like you don't need, I mean, even if the, even if the general just survives at the end, rather than his son saving him, like there's just, there's no payoff there other than that they are blood related. And if that's an, if you, if people are going to say that that's enough for certain people and they think that works good on them, but I, I did not work for me. Um, and I just, you know, I, I, I just know the type of things that Cameron can do because also on film Twitter, you know, it was the uh, uh, 25th anniversary of Titanic. So they did, a, they did a re-release in 3d. So now there's all these, uh, this new discourse and the people sharing all these great clips from Titanic. And, you know, I mean, that was the, the, the cat, the cab man at the height of his powers, you know what I mean? At the height of his storytelling uh, prowess. Um, and at the, the height of his um, filmmaking creativity, I think in telling a story. And I just feel if I'm having a bigger conversation on him, that, you know, Titanic has all these great technical and masterful, uh, you know, set pieces and things like that, but it also has a lot of heart. And I feel like my heart has not been in either of these Avatar movies, but they look really cool and they are fun to watch. To me, the the perfect thing is having all three, you know, having all that with heart. And that's like the thing that I've noticed the, the most is that, uh, you know, I just, I really don't care about anybody in any of these movies like you know zoe saldana her character in, in the second one i feel is like i i don't even know why she's there with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, she's literally there just to scream and be like, why do the kids do this? And like, we don't really see her a lot until the final act. Um, you know, we don't get we don't get to see her and Jake Sully have their like, you know, the argument that they fucking want to have. They either want to argue or they want to fuck. So show us one of the two, but like she leaves, I don't want to leave. And that's it. We have to, there's no, like, you know, you know, like there's no real, uh, that real, like husband, wife, like we're really at a crossroads here. They just like, they're, uh, you know, it, it create, it creates interesting things for them to overcome rather than this is just something that we have to do. Uh, I got, um, I got invested at the point when, um, uh, I cared about the whales. That's who, that's who I, I cared, cared about, about. I cared <laughs> about the whales, one hundred percent. That mm -hmm. and the whole backstory of the whale that got outcast because it's all those things. I, I mean, that was it. That was mm -hmm. I, I, all I wanted was that whale to fuck shit up and not die. Um, and the son's connection with the whale. 
If out of all the characters, there was one that had good emotional growth, it was definitely the younger son. Um, but to the point where I don't know if, you know, I mean, when he loses his older brother and they lose their son, like there wasn't enough there for me to be like, oh, no, like I lost a character I really cared about. Like mm -hmm. if the younger son had died, then, yeah, that would have been a weird that would have been a great plant and payoff. But when he died, I was like, OK, well, now this is just, you know, the catalyst for this thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I mean, you know, again, no, no one's going to care about my specific criticism. I don't. And I certain, do, Joe. Well, I know, but it's just like I, I just I want people to understand that like I really enjoyed this, but like I, I can't be alone in thinking that th this is not a a, a move that like the first one, like as great as these things were, like I, I don't know, like th how how remembered will this be until the third one comes out? You know, and like, it's not always about being a memory and like lasting the test of time. But, you know, like, I, I remember how I felt after I saw Infinity War. And I remember how I felt after I saw a lot of big budget blockbuster movies, even fucking Maverick. Mm -hmm. And like, each time I've seen Avatar, I just come out with like, wow, that was really cool. Like, and that's it. And I, and I guess that's okay. That's not a bad thing to come out with it because it's a positive experience. But you know, you and me being the film lovers that we are, like, we want that thing that's going to, like, you know, last with us. And with a story of this scale, it's like, I hate seeing a sc story of this scale being reduced to, like, oh, good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think that that is, that, that's the key thing here, is that, you know, there, it, and, and you know you know why I think that we're, we're talking so much about this, and we're not the only people who, who talk this much about the Avatar movies, despite the fact that we're like, oh, like, I mean, it's not that great, is that it has the potential to be on the level of, like, Terminator 2, you know? Yeah, so it does, like, it does. It has the world building and the unique ideas and the structure, and then also gets us emotionally invested in everybody involved. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, there's a reason that there's a Pandora uh you know um i mean where where do they have the the like the pandora this in, way? Is in, that uh, a... in disney world yeah it's a disney world so what i'm saying like there's a reason i mean this thing is huge like it is huge i'm i am and i'll never deny that like this the avatar ip is incredibly huge almost we're getting close to on par with like maybe it being up there with star wars but like or like in star wars or marvel conversation even though they've only had two movies like that is the scope of how big this mm -hmm. thing is it's but i mean like connecting like internationally especially international especially internationally but like you can't you couldn't tell me that either of these movies match up to even like the, the prequel star wars in terms of like having an emotional connection to them mm -hmm. you know if people have it out there great good for you but like I, I i think the larger conversation amongst a larger portion of people that do enjoy this enjoy for the same reasons that we do if i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong but i know that is how i feel and that's how i will remember these movies and you know what i could be eating these words if the third one comes and just blows it all away mm -hmm. and i'm rooting for that i never root against these movies to succeed uh but like like you said it's like the, the this thing is so big it and it has the potential, the real potential, to be a staple landmark in the footprint of you know James Cameron's career and just the career of big blockbuster franchise movies. Well, bring us home, Joe. Tell us about something that. Uh, tell us about something that you loved in the past. We haven't talked for the past few weeks, um, and I know you already talked about EO, which is the thing that like is has taken up the majority of your your headspace. Right. Tell me about something that you loved in the past few weeks. Well, you know, Marissa has made a goal for herself this year to watch two new movies a week. 
Uh, and the uh, guidelines for this project is she wants to watch one new movie, one newer movie, you know, something made uh, somewhere in the 2000 millennia and mm-hmm. then an older movie, something that was, you know, definitely, definitely dated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we got, I, she finally got to watch the Godfather. Uh, and it's like, you know, you're watching this thing and it's like, you know, every time I watch this thing, you know, we watched it last year, uh, me, you and Newman for what, for a trilogy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I get to watch this thing, there's like a greater growth and appreciation and it does really age like a fine wine. Um, and you know, for a movie of that caliber, and I know it's like much more, uh, you know, the demo graphic for that movie is definitely more men related although you know obviously women like it but like you know in terms of the story it's about fathers and sons and brothers and you know men taking control and like providing and doing all of these things that are necessary uh you know so getting to watch it for the first time or getting to watch it and see it through the eyes of someone for the first time who you know isn't really in that demographic Mm -hmm. and her loving it Mm-hmm. was that thing of where she goes like even though like this isn't probably going to be sort of my favorite movie like i understand i understand why it's held to this level this prestigious level and will forever be considered possibly the greatest film of all time so getting her to watch that and just on the on the pure fact of her just going or on the pure basis of her enjoying it of just going you won't find better acting mm-hmm. you know i mean this is a movie that's void of any huge special effects uh, and void of huge action sequences, except maybe when Sonny gets gunned down, like that's mm-hmm. about it. And, you know, just the level of storytelling, like when people say the word epic, I think it's become this notion of like, oh, this is just a really great film. And they forget the term epic of like epic spanning, you mm-hmm. know, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is easily in my mind, the greatest epic that's ever been told. And the part two only adds to that great lineage of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it just reminds me that, that this will always and forever be just my favorite genre of film, like this realistic crime character driven story uh, that, you know, I, I just don't think can be touched. Um, there's a lot of great mob movies that are on its level, maybe better, you know, looking at you, Goodfellas or things like that. Uh, but that that's the things that I love is because I love being able to see the growth and the the change. And like, you know, Marissa's fortunately, it was actually kind of good. Marissa's asking me a lot of questions while we were watching the movie. Um, and like, typically I'd be like, well, the movie will tell you, but like, I understand the scope is so big. Like I'll explain, like I, I will talk and just getting to talk about it and be like, you know, this is the moment where Michael betrays everything he said he would never become, you know, because his father's in the hospital and he needs to, help his family out of the situation. And because he's the smartest one in the room, he knows that assassinating this cop and assassinating this drug Lord can help them. And like the decision, you see it, it's that great slow push in that we use so much of in the short Bella and Chedro that we shot that slow push in on Michael of him talking about the plan. Let's set the meeting. Let's do this. Let's get them in the room. We have people in the newspapers. Like this is all great stuff. Cause you're watching the guy, but you know, go against everything he said he would never become. And then that gets balanced out later when him and Vito had that conversation. He goes, I never wanted this for you. Like the heart, you know, and you know, he does this great monologue that is essentially depicts the portrait of the, the Godfather book uh, and the poster. Like I wanted you to be the one uh, 
pulling the strings. I didn't want you to be a puppet for all these things. It just, I mean, you know, it gives me chills just talking about it because it's such wonderful layered storytelling from A to Z. There are no, you know, nothing is thrown away for no reason. Uh, yeah. I, so, so, so that getting to experience that with my wife was, was truly remarkable to the point where I didn't have to suggest, Oh, we should watch part two. Now she was like, I think I really want to watch part two. Um, mission accomplished, buddy. We <laughs> did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. We got her. She, she she pulled in. So that so that anyway, that's been something that's also taken up my headspace that I've loved. What about you, buddy? Okay. What is it? What 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 have you loved? You know, um, I watched uh I started The Last of Us on HBO. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm okay. Selfish okay. I, I don't know why I didn't talk about that. That is what mm -hmm. I love. You go mm -hmm. now. Uh, you know, I I think that we're going to have to have a, a longer session uh, on on our next next podcast. Yeah. Uh, but the um, uh, you know, I was debating because like I've always wanted to play the game, but I don't have a, play a PlayStation, and so I've always thought about it. And like when this is coming out, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. Do I want to watch the show or the uh, the the game? And it's had such a response from the community that I was like, you know what? I don't want anything to get spoiled for me. Um, you know, I think that I can watch this and then like put some time in between it and the game and then watch and play the game at some right. point. And it should sure. be two separate things. Right. Um, and I have just been loving every bit of it. Uh, the, 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 the thing I want to kind of highlight in, and I noticed this because we, I didn't mention how great Jonathan Majors is in quantum mania, which I think right. is, uh, is something that, uh, people have, um, despite their incorrectness around the film, um, right. uh, they have mentioned Jonathan Majors is great and he does something similar here, um, uh, as in the last of us, which is that there are a lot of performances in the show and they're editing it in such a way that they're highlighting this but there's so much nuance to these these actors performances where you see people who are like about to say something and they decide not to mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. or you see like transitions where somebody says something and you you can see them like trying to be nice right <laughs> you know right um and then failing to be nice yeah um, yeah and so there's there's so much of that in the show the show and uh every every single beat of it is 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 great so i i very much look look forward to the rest of the season um my wife who does not do scary or zombies or anything of the like um uh has very much enjoyed it as well that'll tell you something yeah <laughs> um, yeah 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 so um nothing but good things to say well, listen, we will certainly do a full, full like this, you know, we, we need a full hour to really dissect. Um, but two questions. Are you all the way caught up? For, first question. Are you all the way caught up? Yes. Okay. Uh, real quick thoughts on episode three, the Nick Offerman bottle mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. uh, did, did this leave you in the puddle of tears like it oh, left yes. the rest of America? I mean, I, th I, I, I'm right there with everybody else. Like this is, the, that was that, that's perfect I, I hope to make something as beautiful as that one day that was 45 minutes i believe the director said that he has a like had an uncut like 90 minute version that obviously had to be edited to balance out with the rest of the show mm -hmm. but man if that wasn't 
better than some full filmographies mm-hmm. like oh my god yes uh we must must talk about this show i thought episode six the latest episode was easily the best one in terms of paying off everything that we've seen and doing all those things that you talked about um all those nuances all those things that were left unsaid get said and it's ah yes uh we're we're gonna have to watch you know what people are gonna have to we we should put this next episode on patreon talking about last of us and people are gonna have to pay for that they're gonna have to pay a lot they're gonna have to pay a lot for that episode Mm mm-hmm uh well i i just have a quick question for you joe uh yes. how much when when you guys watched the godfather uh did you did you rent it and how much did you pay for it uh no i own it you own it how much did you pay for the dvd oh no <laughs> <laughs> i bought it for a dollar <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all the social media at Patrick Bellix and at the Lucha Joe.